Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Sunday, July the 17th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, torpor, which means apathy or sluggishness. Torpor. Hope everyone's enjoying their Sunday or will enjoy their Sunday, the weekend. Uh, back to work we go tomorrow. Well, I have to go to work today. But uh, the big weather here in North Carolina is the heat, heat, heat all week. with feels like uh, 100 degrees plus. And it's not just here in North Carolina, but throughout the U.S., the West Coast, the Midwest, South, Southeast. And even up towards the east, I believe they're saying uh, northeast is going to be moderate. So if you're outside, hydrate. Limit your time outside and, of course, sunscreen. So if you're out there for a prolonged period of time, put that sunscreen on and stay hydrated. Man. And also with these uh, high temperatures, here comes those severe thunderstorms risk. Just is. Just is. We know how the summer rolls uh, throughout this country. And especially here in, in, you know, in the southeast and it looks like the Midwest, is, they're saying around Oklahoma and, and, and places like that, they're in a high risk category for severe thunderstorms also. Man, that's the heat. <laughs> that's the summer. So, yay, if you're out there, stay hydrated. Please put on that sunscreen also. Man. Also, uh, what's coming out today uh, from Uvalde, Texas, the Location of that terrible, terrible school shooting where 21 were killed, 19 kids and two teachers. There's going to be a report. The report is coming out and uh, man, uh, the scrutiny has begun. Well, it's a closer look at the police response and it's been scrutinized. Now, before this report came out, what has uh, also come out is there was apparently, apparently a secret meeting. And in this secret meeting, they wanted to give the police and police chief a more favorable response and appearance. But this video, man, I don't know. But um, looking at that video of police, and I, I just couldn't sit there and watch the entire thing like many, but I watched enough of it. Um, I had first said that, you know, perhaps they, they were fearful or hesitant to go in and didn't want to harm any of the kids there. But it looks like they just weren't trained. It, it, it just does. They weren't trained. I mean, I, I'm serious. They look like a bunch of Keystone cops. They weren't trained at all. Uh, completely caught them off guard, if I can say that. And it shows because there's a part of the video where they appear to be rushing in towards the gunman. He starts shooting and they came back. And I, I'm no... Uh, expert in law enforcement by any means and, and and i i hate to sound like a monday morning quarterback but i do um looking at that video they they weren't trained because when they came back they were like running like just regular old people uh when they were supposed to have been standing uh, watching and, and perhaps moving in that their their posture and how they were formed the formation they were in I, I hate to say it, but I mean, it, it would have been like shooting ducks in a barrel if that gunman had turned his gun on police because they weren't staggered. They were all standing in a straight line. 
wide open. Man, they weren't trained. Now, uh, there is one portion of the video that has become a, somewhat of a social meme, so, social media meme joke. And, and, and of course, you know, people were, were riding this one particular officer. They were saying, you know, he was on his phone. This kid or, or, or guy is in there shooting and killing kids and teachers. He's on his phone. But it turns out uh, he was on his phone with his wife, who was a teacher inside of one of those classrooms. And she was telling him that she had been shot and was dying. Wow. Um, I got no words for that. To know you're on the phone with your wife, whether it be uh, texting or whatever, and she's telling you that, and there's nothing you can do. Because uh, that particular officer, I believe they're saying, he's proceeded, he started to go in, and he was taken out. They, they, they pushed him back out the door, and took his weapon. They didn't want him to go in. Wow. Certainly, like I said, it's going to be a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking. Um, and I don't mean to cast any dispersion on those law enforcement officers and officials, because I could, I, I dare I say, they probably are, are going through it. They're running the gamut in their minds over and over again, what they could have did, what they should have done. But they weren't trained. You could tell by their body posture. They weren't they weren't ready for this. Now, I, I like you, I, I know there's a lot of training that goes on with law enforcement for these active shooter drills. So I got to ask, and that's one of the questions I hope that comes out, why weren't they trained? Was it a budget issue? The reason why they weren't trained and ready and more prepared? Perhaps part of that defunding, who knows? But they weren't trained. You could tell, you could tell, you could tell. Um, like I said, that report is going to be first released to the uh, family members and victims of this shooting, and then it's going to be released to the media today. Expected to be over, uh, they said over 100 plus pages. I could see that. Uh, there certainly is a lot of questions and scrutiny and Monday morning quarterback, what if, what if they had did this? But until you're actually in that type of situation, there's pretty much nothing you can say. Um, like I said, I, I, I feel as though or or it's a, it's a given that these officers are, are, are pretty much going through it. And I'm not talking about the police chief that everybody is saying or that uh, school resource officer that everyone seems to be targeting in on. I'm talking about those regular officers because like I said, in one part of the video, they were rushing in, appearing to go towards the gunman. And when they were coming back, you could see the anguish on their face. They were totally thrown off. They didn't know which way to turn. They weren't trained. They just weren't. They were not trained. Man, certainly is a lot of questions and, and a lot of answers. Hopefully that'll come out. But uh, I, for me, like I said, it goes back to that training. What happened? What was the breakdown? Where was the funding? Uh, hey, it, it, this is, it, it just, it, it is what it is. Sad to say. 19 kids and, and two teachers, total 21 killed. And there was one particular teacher. I know we've all seen uh, his story. Uh, every single last one of his students, 11, I believe, were killed that day while he was there. And he's upset and he wants to know why the police didn't do anything. Rightfully so. 
Maybe at some point in time, somewhere down the line, we'll get a clear and concise answer. Or maybe not, because it, there's a lot of finger pointing going on. Like I said, their report, they had that before this report came, was getting ready to come out. They had a secret meeting. Uh, those town officials and higher ups wanted to, hey, they wanted to give a more favorable response to that police chief. They wanted him to appear, wanted the police force to appear to have done everything they could. But hey, this video tells a different tale. And that's a video from inside the school. That's not somebody with a, a cell phone recording it. So, wow, just wow, just wow. Uh, also, looks like COVID numbers are up once again. And a lot of uh, cities, uh, what they're saying, a lot of cities and these metropolitan cities like New York and uh, L.A., uh, they're going back. They're saying at some point in time, it looks like with these numbers rising, they're going to have to go back to these face mask mandates inside. Of course, a lot of people aren't too happy about that. And some are saying, yeah, bring it on. We may need it. This subvariant of the uh, Omicron is, uh, wow. <laughs> it's uh, it's ramping back up, man. Uh, looks like COVID's not done with us. And of course, you know, they're saying, hey, one thing that has came out is the vaccine. For many of us, we, we've all been vaccinated and have that have, have gotten that booster shot but they're saying that may have just be it's just wearing off. We're going to need a second round of boosters. And they're continuing to ask people to get vaccinated. Wow. Man, COVID. <laughs> Man, COVID. Boy, I'm so sick and tired of COVID. I don't know what to do. I just don't. It's irritating. Extremely irritating. And what they're saying, of course, they're saying hospital rates are or somewhat up, but they're down. And then they're saying the death toll, the death rate is down also, but they're seeing more and more positive cases. And they're saying there may even be more positive, but due to the fact that people are taking those COVID tests at home and they're not reporting, there may be a more, num more numbers of people that actually have COVID. Man, wow, COVID. <laughs> And like I always say, COVID most definitely has shaken things up. Oh, man, it ain't going nowhere, it appears. Wow. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We just have to work ourselves through this, it looks like. Um, prayer and common sense comes to mind. Uh, like I reported last week, uh, they were saying, uh, I believe it was 77 thousand or however many U.S. citizens aren't vaccinated. And then there was a number for the kids also that weren't vaccinated. <sighs> it can't force you, but at some point in time, somewhere down the line, you, you guys might want to seriously look at getting this vaccination because there appears to be... Um, the numbers are rising once again. And on the flip side of that, uh, man, the monkeypox. We've all heard of that. What in the world is going on in this world? Monkeypox is, they're, they're saying um, their cases of monkeypox is, monkey is rising also. So much so that this, uh, New York City, they're having uh, these vaccination clinics pop up in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and they're encouraging people to get vaccinated. 
for the monkeypox also. Now the monkeypox, uh, they're tracing it back or they have linked it uh, pretty much to those men, homosexual men that have had uh, sex with men. Uh, it, it just is. It is what it is. So they're encouraging uh, people that are in the high risk category to limit their contact with, you know, limit their sexual contact. Their New York, I believe they said it's like a, it's like a thousand or fifteen or eighteen hundred people that has have uh, the the monkeypox, and New York has like three hundred and some odd people with it. So they open these vaccination clinics. They're encouraging people to get the vaccine, but one thing they've ran into, they may not have enough vaccine. So they're going to have the wrap up production of that also. So here we are fighting COVID and now this, the monkeypox. Wow. Uh, by the way, there, there has been a confirmed case here in Durham and also in Wake County in Raleigh. Now, the guy here in Durham, he came out and did an interview and he said that when he first went to the health department, they were telling him they didn't have any way of combating the, the, the monkeypox. Go to his uh, primary care doctor, I guess. He was. He said he was pretty much getting a runaround. Nobody was prepared for this, just like COVID. We remember when COVID first hit, a lot of these uh, 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 medical departments or, or state health, state and county health departments, they weren't prepared. They didn't know. They didn't know which way to turn. So it appears it's the same way with this monkeypox. It, it is, wow. I can't say this enough. What is going on in this world? What are we doing? What is going on with us? It appears virus after virus, sub-variant, sub-variant, sub whatever. Wow. What in the entire world is going on? It's like we can't get out from up under all of this man it is it's perplexing to say the least why what in the world so uh hey if you're it, it, i'm not trying to say i don't want to say is i don't want to sound like it's targeting homosexuals but they're they're saying that this is where they're finding the case this is the, this is what they're tracing it back to so uh hey you guys be careful sometimes you gotta think think before you act just do just do all right let's move along here uh man uh president biden man finds himself in the whoo boy <laughs> now president biden is back from the middle east and he's not receiving a favorable welcoming home from some. Now, the meeting was set up to talk about, of course, the oil situation and, and the safety in that region with uh, Iran and its uh, nuclear program. He wanted to get, get the U.S. involved in that region to combat Russia and China that's in that region that is, uh, of course, supporting and helping Iran and also that oil. He was hoping to get talk to those uh uh, the, the, the Saudis and, and get some relief for uh, U.S. citizens here at the pump. But what has uh, really spurred a lot of people's emotions and condemnation for the president is he gave a fist bump to the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. And that has a lot of people pissed. Why, you ask? If you guys can remember uh, some years ago, the, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Arabia, 
I'm sorry, was implemented and it was implied that he was linked to the murder of that New York Post reporter. We all remember that guy, the video, they showed him going into a building. They never saw him coming out. Then sometime later, it was discovered that he was dead. And what what came out of that at the time, uh, a lot of those were saying that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia ordered the hit. Now, he and his cabinet, they, they have... They have denied. They said there was no way, no how that the crown prince was involved in this. This was just a few bad apples. And those that were have been held accountable. They were arrested, tried, convicted, and now serving time for their actions. And once again, they're saying, hey, the crown prince is no way involved. So uh, the widow of this journalist pretty much said in a tweet that, uh, his blood is on their hands and condemned somewhat the president for the meeting with the prince. And, and he, her and others are saying, how could you meet with this guy? You know what he is. You know what he has done. Now, uh, we all know about the Saudis. Hey, let's be honest with each other. They control that oil. They're sitting on the land. They're parceling it out and selling it to whoever they want, they want to. So, you know, of course, now every sitting U.S. president that I can remember, uh, 48 years on this earth, every sitting U.S. president has has had to go to Saudi Arabia at some point in time and sit down and talk with these Saudis about, you know, it's always about that oil. They control it. So the president is reaching out or trying to set something up where we're not so dependent on Russia. We all know with Russia and the war in Ukraine and how that oil process works with them and how it's refined, of course, here in the United States, but we have to send a certain amount back to Russia and, and, and pay them also for the amounts we keep. So that's they're saying that's putting a strain at uh, uh, the supply, is putting a strain and, and causing a high rise in prices at the pump. By the way, uh, we are starting to experience some relief at the pump. But for many, it's still not enough. Still over $4 a gallon. In some places, well over 4 maybe even 5 if that's the relief. Now, uh, uh, getting back on track here. Now, when the president um, gave a, a news conference uh, talking about his, um, his visit to Saudi Arabia, he was asked a question about um, the, the journalist's wife and her response and pretty much saying you're you know now that you met with this guy how could you meet with him and and then that little fist bump photo how could you meet with this this evil sick twisted demented person he said um he's sorry she felt that way then he went on further he was asked some more questions by the media and they asked him and he said hey could you talk about something more important I know there there's more important things to talk about than me and my meeting with this guy. Mm, 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 mm. Now he was also asked about uh, does he feel the the meeting was uh, productive? And he said, "Hey, the U.S. may see some relief at the pumps, but hey, once again, the Saudis are controlling everything; they're running it, man." So it was pretty, uh, pretty much. Three bland responses when he was asked direct questions about his meeting and, and how he felt he was meeting with, uh, many are saying quite possibly, the, the, the mastermind behind the murder of this journalist. 
his response when they, they told him about the his wife's tweet, sorry she felt like that. Man, that wasn't a good response, Mr. President. <laughs> that may have been what you were thinking. And, and, and hey, I'm not Monday morning quarterbacking. I don't know how you would respond to that either. But I, I just don't think I would say sorry she feels that way. She has every right to feel that way. Somebody over there after uh, investigation was discovered, murdered her husband. And it somehow, some way, it linked back to the uh, Saudi prince. Now, I think it was those that were in his cabinet or up under his leadership. They're saying that they may have just been rogue. They went off the radar and 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 killed this guy because he was very critical of that regime, was very critical of the Saudis, uh, the royal family. He was. He just was. So, the, you know, a lot of people are saying, including that guy's wife, you know, uh, you're over there uh, politicking and networking with a murderer, dare I say. They just are. Maybe they have. And, and, and she has every right to feel that way. I'm sorry. She just does. She criticized who she wants to. Somebody over there murdered her husband. Hey, I, 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 I can offer a. I, I, I can't uh, sway it either way. And then as it relates to his response, uh, when they were asking him about this, he said, hey, can we talk about something else? Or can't you guys ask some questions about something else that is more important? So they jumped to the gas prices and asked him, uh, did he, does he feel it was productive? And he all he could say was the U.S. may be seeing some relief at the pumps. Well, <laughs> oh, Mr. President, Mr. President, Mr. President, you may find yourself in your first or, or damn near your first international conflict, conflict of words and responses. Uh, <laughs> this was just done yesterday or earlier this morning. And when the rest of the news outlets and those uh, uh, those in opposition of you get a hold of these three responses, boy, they're going to have a field day. Um not to, like I said, every sitting U.S. president that I can remember has had to go to Saudi Arabia. They just have because of the U.S. dependence on foreign oil. Now, this strengthens the argument for those that are saying, hey, drill here. It will be much cheaper. We won't be reliant and dependent upon foreign oil where they can do what they want to. And we have to tag along just to get gas. That appears to be what has happened. Here you have two different countries that the U.S. buys its oil supply from that is dependent, that is pretty much running the United States right now. I don't care whether you think they are or they aren't. They just are. You got Russia and you got Saudi Arabia. You can't bite the hand that feeds you. You can't buck up against the one that is leading you. They aren't dominating they're just leading you you're dependent on their resources so they can pretty much do and say what the hell they want and you just got to sit there and tag along take it take it on the chin that appears to be what the u.s is 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 doing has to do and has done for so long because of its reluctance to dig here we have oil here and of course, we know the Biden administration, hey, they're trying to get away from that fossil fuel. So they're going geared towards that electric. 
And many are saying uh, because of this thing with Russia and Saudi Arabia, this may be the time that the U.S. needs to start digging here. And then you have those that say, no, just back away from that fossil fuel and let's go totally electric. That Green New Deal. Hmm. Wow. Um, with these gas prices, the way they were and the way they have been, and we see the effects of it uh, at the supermarket, uh, the transportation industry, uh, just us going to the pumps trying to get to and from work. It certainly will it should make many of us maybe rethink how we um, support or are dependent on foreign oil. We just have to, because if if you uh, are relying like the U.S. has been on Russia, now we all know how that deal goes with Russia. They send a certain amount of crude oil over here. We refine it, and then we ship some of it back, and we buy some of it from them. We're dependent on that. And the Saudi Arabia, uh, Saudi Arabia, of course, uh, we buy oil from them that is refined. So we're dependent on two countries that are pretty much running the United States. And then you got Iran over there with their uh, nuclear program. And that's another reason why uh, President Biden, like I said, many of those sitting uh, American presidents have to go over there every so often to make sure that Iran is is, is being watched. Not so much controlled, but being watched. But Iran, is, hey, they're pretty much they roll with Russia and China. So the U.S. has to go over there to make sure they can, they're in that region and make sure things are right, going all right. Not too sure. I mean, hey, how do, how do you control uh, another country that you're dependent on their resources? Your hand looks like cups. Just does. Just does. Just does. Man. Well, I'm going to get on out of here, man. I got to get to work today. I'm, I'm going to go in and I'm just going to sit around and relax a little while. I will be starting my vacation in another two days. Trying to stay relaxed. Trying to stay relaxed. I need it. I haven't been anywhere two years. COVID. So I need that time away. I just did. Everybody does. Need some time to, you know, get out of town, regroup and refresh yourself and your mind. A lot going on in the world, a lot going on in the world. Um, you know, we got that report coming out about that school shooting. So that's going to, uh, that's certainly going to be uh, something that we will be following for a while. And then you have these two viruses that are out here. Uh, the subvariant, of course, of, of uh, the Omicron. And then you have now the monkeypox. And then you have, the, you know, the U.S. has to, you know, go and try to smooth things over on the other side of the world while being dependent on foreign oil with high gas prices that is is, is pushing everything. Uh, man, it's dragging a lot of folks, folks. And what they're also saying, uh, the inflation may not be or may be dropping off somewhat. We'll see about that. Certainly is a lot going on in this country, in this world on this Sunday. Uh, like I said earlier, prayer and common sense. Take care of yourself. Put your put get your 
I don't want to say have your guard up, but be on heightened alert at least to what's going on around you and how you, your dealings in day to day. Man, it looks like we can't even. Wow. Just wow. Man, um, like I said, prayer and common sense. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. I won't bite at all. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, wherever you are screaming, the, or whatever device or, or wherever you're screaming, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.